Welcome into the John Clay Podcast. I'm John Clay, sports columnist for the Lexington Arrow Leader and Kentucky.com. It is Sunday, February 21st, 2021. My guest today is my usual Sunday guest, Mark Story, my fellow sports columnist at the Lexington Arrow Leader. Mark and I talked about Kentucky basketball's big win over Tennessee yesterday, a 70-55 to win down in Knoxville over the 19th-ranked Vols. It was Kentucky's third straight win. They improved to 7-7 seven and seven on the season inside the SEC. They are 8-13 and 13 over overall however so they're still going to probably have to win the sec tournament to get the to get an ncaa tournament bid but the fact that they're playing much better gives you some hope that they might be able to actually pull that off down in nashville march 10th through the 14th at bridgestone arena mark and i talked about that we talked about uh, what's been the difference for this team we talked about the schedule moving forward between now and that sec tournament Uh, we also talked about the net rankings we talked about mark's column about this could be a year where there's not an in-state team in the NCAA tournament. Uh, We talked about the chances of Louisville and Western Kentucky and the other in-state schools as well. Uh, We also talked about the UK women who played number two ranked South Carolina earlier today. And we also at the end talked about a UK Olympic sport that made a big breakthrough over the weekend uh, for Mitch Barnhart and the UK athletic program. It was uh, it was a big triumph for uh, UK athletics. We'll talk about that, or we did talk about that as well. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get right to it. My conversation with Mark Story of the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. Okay, welcome into the podcast. My friend, colleague, fellow Herald Leader sports columnist, Mark Story. How's it going for you, Mark Story, on this Sunday? It's going great, John. Happy birthday. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Uh, on my birthday. Where, when you get to be my age, I'm, I'm a much older man than you are, uh, Mark Story. You, you kind of quit counting them at this at this point. Uh, but thank you for the birthday wishes. Uh, Kentucky, uh, big, big win yesterday at Tennessee, 19th-ranked Tennessee, 70-55. Uh, I thought probably their best win of the year. What, what did you think? I would agree with that. I thought the first half was the best they've played all year. And yeah. obviously when you make, when you make shots, you look good. And, and, you know, Davion Mintz, you know, did a pretty good Jody Meeks impersonation that first half, five of five, three pointers. And, you know, they shot, you know, they shot the ball so well, um, you know, but yeah, I thought, you know, I think that is the best win. Number one, Tennessee ranked, 19th you know was the preseason favorite to win the sec and then just the fact that it was kentucky tennessee and tennessee sort of had their number in recent years so you know to break through and you know beat them again in knoxville and sort of you know not let rick barnes just take complete control of this of the series you know i thought for a lot of reasons you know it was it was a really good win yeah now the second half they uh, they shot real well the first half uh right at 60 percent or right about 60 percent second half they only shot 20 percent but they still they ended up i think 25 25 with tennessee's for scoring 15 point halftime lead one by 15 should we be concerned about him shooting 20 percent or we should be encouraged that they played defense well enough that that didn't really matter well that's sort of the ultimate glass half full glass half empty sort of question and I, I, I'm a, I would remain somewhat concerned about their ability to close out games. Mm-hmm. They, you know, to their credit, you know, they, they shot free throws incredibly last week. They mm-hmm. were 41 of 45 for the week. And, you know, that, and, and, you know, that mitigated some of the bad shooting in the second half against Tennessee was that they were able to get to the line and they were hitting them. Right. But the, to me, the thing that would, con- that would concern me, you know, projecting forward into the SEC tournament, is you know if you have to play three close games in a row or or maybe four close games in a row 
It uh, just I, it would worry me that you know that their trouble closing out games will bite them at some point. Yeah. No, no, that's true. But I, I think on the glass half full, I mean, I think a couple of weeks ago you'd say, man, this team, there's no way they can win three, you know, four or even three games in a row. I think now you in the tournament, now you think they at least have a shot of doing that. They just seem to be playing with much more confidence. Uh, and they seem to know kind of their roles a little better. Um, I mean, is that just the light bulb came on or just – you know, just the natural progression of this team? What do you think? Well, no, I think that's a good point. And I think the hope point, you know, if nothing else, they've played well enough, really the last four games, including the game they lost when we got away at the end against Arkansas, that, you know, you at least, you know, have some hope that, you know, it's not impossible that they could win, win the SEC tournament. And and that is, as you point out, is different than it looked even two weeks ago. Right. You know, I thought the defense was really good yesterday. I mean, you look at what, you know, Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer were, what, 18 of 35 and had 50 points combined in the first game. And they held, you know, Johnson to 4 of 14 and 15 points and Springer to 2 of 11 and 4 points. And, right. and it looked to me like the, the plan was just to gum it up in the lane yeah. and not let those guys have straight line drives like they killed Kentucky with in Rupp. And and yeah, I think that was encouraging that they you know they they had a game plan you know that and they executed it and you know that's something that you know while this team has played good defense most most of the year that hasn't always been the case so yeah I mean I think there are genuine things to feel optimistic about yeah no no yeah I think I agree they they yeah, Tennessee killed them with drives uh, as you mentioned Johnson scored twenty seven points he only took one three point he didn't make a three pointer I don't think in Rupp. I think he only took one and still scored twenty seven points. Uh, they cut off those drives. Tennessee, I think, was six of twenty-two from three uh, yesterday. I mean, they're just a weird team. They look so good one game and then just look terrible the next. Uh, you know, I'm no. They've got to be very frustrating uh, to Rick Barnes. I know they're frustrating to Tennessee to Tennessee fans. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on uh, out of yesterday, really out of the last few games, is Isaiah Jackson. I mean, he has looked really good. I don't think there's any doubt that he's going to go pro and probably should go pro. He might he might be playing himself into a position where he could be a lottery pick. What do you think? Yeah, I would agree with that. He clearly is the best player on Kentucky's team and and has the highest upside. And, and you know, his last three games have been really, really good, really his last four games. Mm-hmm. And he just impacts the game in so many ways. You know, I didn't think he played as well in the second half as he did in the first half. But I thought his first half was, you know, it was yeah. it was pretty pretty strong, and he just, you know, he just he he, you know, I thought he had a big impact on Tennessee around the basket. I thought he was affecting shots, even those he was not blocking. And then that drive where he went the baseline and did the reverse dunk in the face of John oh, yeah. Fulkerson. I'm I'm going to guess UK fans didn't mind that play at all. <laughs> no, no, that was definitely a highlight reel play. Uh, now, obviously, so we've got a couple of weeks till the SEC tournament. Uh, to me, it was kind of a – they got a bad break on Tuesday that they don't play Texas A&M. Texas A&M's got all kinds of COVID problems. That game is canceled. I think that would have been a chance to pick up another win. And then they've got Flor- – so that game is postponed, probably canceled. And then you've got uh, Florida on Saturday uh, here, then Ole Miss next week. Uh, I kind of wrote about this for tomorrow – Really, they need to be. I mean, you know, we talk about them winning three or four straight games. If they could get a in that top four seeds, if they could somehow get in that number four spot, that to me would really help them out. It cuts off because you have to you 
only have to win three games. Well, I say only. You you have to win three games to win the tournament compared to four in four straight games. Do you think they have any chance of getting that number four spot? Yeah, I do. I mean, they to some extent, they control their own fate because they've, they've got games with Florida and Ole Miss. Right. And, and um, Florida uh, Florida would be the four seed if the tournament started today. Right. And they're, they're seven and five. Now, the thing that's going to be weird about this, is unless they figure out a way to make up all these games, is you've got all these you know people have played different number of games. Right. And that, that's going to come into play. But, you know, right now, Kentucky – is the eight seed and would, and Ole Miss is the seven seed. Mm-hmm. So you would, you know, they're both seven and seven. So that game head to head in, a, in Oxford is huge. Right. Uh, as it is right now, Kentucky loses the second tiebreaker because they've had to play Alabama twice and lost to them. And Ole Miss just plays Alabama once. Yeah. And, th- and that's the second tiebreaker. But uh, that, that this is a very long way of saying, yeah, I think there is <laughs> some chance you know, Florida is two games ahead of them in the loss column, and I haven't looked at Florida's schedule beyond Kentucky. So Kentucky can beat them and, you know, get one, but you probably need Florida to lose another one. Yeah. The other thing, too, is if you if you do – if you can't make it in the top four, I don't think you want to be number eight because you're right in line with Alabama. You would get Alabama early in the tournament. Uh, not right. that they can't beat Alabama. I think Alabama's really good. I think they're head and shoulders above. But they've, you know, that second game down at Alabama, they were right there in the game. Uh, but still, I think you'd kind of like to avoid them if you could. Right. Although the one thing you don't know is a team like Alabama that is for sure right. in the tournament, you know, are they, you know, how much motivation are they going to have? You know, are they going to feel like they, you know, now maybe they're playing for, you know, seeding and so would be super motivated or maybe they just would want to get the heck out of there and, right. and, 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 you know, get their players in the quarantine and make sure they're ready to go in the tournament that actually counts. Right. I mean, that's going to be a big question about all these. But you make a very good point about there's an uneven number of games for these teams, and I don't see any way that they're going to be able to get all teams, you know, all these games in. Well, there's no way. I mean, Texas A&M's missed so many games. Uh, Cal Perry said the other day, you know, it's going to – a lot of it's going to depend on if the games the games to be made up on that final weekend that they left open uh, depends on whether you know do the do the games affect seedings. If a game doesn't affect seeding, there's a good chance that they're not it's not going to be played, and we're really not going to know that until these other games are played. To the games that are scheduled are completed, it's it's kind yeah, of a mess as far as that's concerned. Well, it is. Well, it's not kind of a mess. It's a mess. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> but, you know, I was a little surprised that they, that, you know, because Kentucky had talked about, you know, possibly scheduling some games this week because it was apparent A&M, you know, it wasn't going to be able to play. And, and I was a little surprised they didn't follow through on that. Just, yeah. You know, Cal backed off of it. Yeah. And, you know, I, they're on Twitter. They're, you know, saying that Western is scheduled a game at Houston for Thursday night. Yeah. They, which, it was just announced. A, they just announced yeah, we, it would be a huge opportunity for, you know, WKU mm-hmm. who is on the, you know, somewhat on the cusp of, you know, on some, on some bracketologies, they're on like the next four out, not the first four out, but the next four out. And they have two uh, quad one wins and they have the, you know, Western has the best win of anybody in the state because they won at Alabama. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, if, if, you could beat Houston, then all of a sudden maybe you can put yourself in at large discussion. Right. Right. Well, that that well. First, I've looked up Florida's schedule. There, they are at Auburn on Tuesday, then come to Rupp on Saturday, and then you finish up at home against Missouri. So, 
obviously they have Florida, Missouri, but Missouri's another team, and they've got the tiebreaker over Kentucky because they beat Kentucky head to head. So they right. figure in the mix as well. Uh, you mentioned Western. Let's talk about a column you wrote uh, here about that uh, there may not be a Kentucky team in the uh, NCAA tournament. Uh, as you pointed out, Louisville's had all kinds of COVID problems. They've got a really tough schedule coming up, so they're certainly not a lock. Western, as you mentioned, they're you know in one of those leagues where uh, w- whether they'll get more than one, will they have to win their conference tournament? Will they get more than one bid? Uh, I mean, what do you think? What what do you think are the chances that we don't have an in-state team in the NCAA tournament? Well, I don't. I mean, I think it's possible. It, you know, it's one of the more amazing runs, I think, in sports. The state of Kentucky has had at least one team in a in the men's NCAA tournament literally every year of my life. I was born in 1964, and the last time there was not a Kentucky team in the NCAA tournament was 1963. But this year, it just, you know, this year feels a little precarious to me because I don't feel like we have anybody that's in a lock for an at-large bid. You know, Louisville that has been on the 8-9 and nine line in a lot of the bracketology, but number one, they have no quad one wins, although they are undefeated in quad two games. But they have no quad one wins, and they hadn't played until, you know, they, they since fe- February 1st until they got shellacked yesterday at North Carolina. Right. And they've got a really hard schedule left. You know, they've right. got road games at Duke and at Virginia Tech, and they've got home games with Notre Dame, who they ought to beat. But right. And then Virginia, a team that gives them all kinds of fits. Right. So, you know, now obviously on, if you're an optimist, that's a chance to get some quad one wins. But if you're, you know, not an optimist, that's also a chance to lose a lot of games right. and maybe, you know, just put your inclusion, you know, at risk. Right. So if that happens and, you know, if Western, you know, can't, you know, you know, upset Houston and maybe play its way into an at-large, then they have to win the Conference USA Tournament. And I think they'll be the favorite, and they're probably our state's best chance. But the thing that scares me about them is, you know, they've lost in the Conference USA Tournament Finals the last two years there was a Conference USA Tournament. And I just feel like there'd be a lot of pressure on them in a league tournament. And, you know, then, you know, you get the OVC teams, you know, Moorhead and Eastern have both had tremendous years, but, you know, Belmont, has you know just been the giant so it's certainly not impossible that one of the you know that one of the in-state teams could win that tournament but it's it's not a lock and then you know bellerman's not eligible for the ncaa tournament and then you know nku has won the horizon league tournament three of the last four years and and and, but they're sort of in a rebuilding year you know they've got they've had a pretty nice year but you know they're they're not going to be the favorite i think they're going to be the four seed so yeah it's a you know it's a precarious it it could work it could work out but it could not work out right yeah no i think a lot depends we'll see what happens with louisville I mean, obviously, one thing we know about Louisville, they do not play well off of a long COVID layoff. They got killed by Wisconsin when they came off one, and they got just drilled yesterday by North Carolina. Uh, I saw where Chris Mack said he promised they would play better the next game, but, you, but you're right. I mean, they've got a tough schedule uh, ahead of them. Talking about quad one uh, wins, you were pointing out, and you pointed out on Twitter, and we were talking about this before we hit the record button, Kentucky's kind of a surprise in that area. Yeah, they've got three. Um, you know, they one at Florida, you know, LSU at home. As long as LSU stays in the top 30 in the net, that's a quad one win. And then obviously at Tennessee yesterday, and you know, there's some you know pretty good teams. Villanova, as of you know going into Saturday, you know had two, and they may be a number two or number three seed. So it's kind of you know it's kind of interesting that you know even in a horrible year, 
by Kentucky standards, they still have three quad one wins. Now, they have nine quad one losses, yeah. but you know, three quad quad one wins is nothing to you know. It's right. it's something. Yeah, yeah. And they moved from I think seventy seventh to sixty fourth in the net. So uh, what it, for whatever that's worth, we'll see. Um, let's see. Anything else about the men's team that we wanted to mention? No, I think we've covered it. Okay, well, let's let's talk probably briefly about the women's team. Uh, as we record this, the they lost at number two South Carolina a little earlier today. They held fairly. Cl- I watched most of that game. They held fairly close for a while, but kind of let go of the rope there in the third and fourth quarter. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, that, I thought they were in good. You know, Jas- Jasmine Massengill hit a three pointer right right before halftime. They were down thirty four thirty and. I thought they were in a pretty good spot, but they just, you know, they they've had so much trouble this year, you know, keeping teams out of the paint, and you know, they just got hammered on the the offensive board. And I think they gave up, you know, twenty offensive rebounds, and you know that that's been kind of a recurrent theme in some of their bad games. You know, they got killed on the glass at Tennessee. Got I think were beat thirty one rebounds, and they lost the rebounding forty nine thirty today, and. You know, that it's hard to overcome that. And the other thing, they've had a real hard time, you know, just defending and keeping teams out of the paint. And, you know, that against a team as good as South Carolina, that's that's a bad combination. Yeah. Um, South, and obviously, South Carolina is really good. South Carolina was coming off a loss to Tennessee, correct? So you knew that they would be ready for this game. Uh, I, Kentucky's uh, looking at the schedule here. They have two two games remaining. Is that right? They play. They have Georgia. Uh, on Thursday and Ole Miss on uh, Sunday uh, before going into the tournament. Uh, what do you think about the way this team is playing right now and their chances going into the postseason? Well, that Georgia game is huge because that may well be for a top four seed. So that, I mean, that that's a big game in the SEC tournament. You know, it's interesting. I don't think the difference often in women's basketball the distance between the number the top two or three teams and even the other top 10 teams is is pretty is pretty broad you know not contrary to you know notwithstanding what we saw today i don't think that 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 distance is as great so even though you know i don't think kentucky has you know i think kentucky's been fine i think they've sort of been kind of on the same level they've they've been the last couple of years Uh, you know i know people were hoping with the transfers that you know they would 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 take a step up and and i don't know that that's necessarily happened but i do think i i don't i would not totally write them off in the ncaa tournament just because you know you do have ryan howard and you know teams won't know kentucky presumably as well as these sec teams and i i just don't think this the 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 high level is is separated quite as much from everybody else. Mm-hmm. So if you got hot and played well, I think there's a little more ch- chance for women's tournament upsets than there often is in the women's tournament. Yeah, looking at the standings right now, of course, South Carolina is thirteen and one, A and M's eleven and one, Georgia nine and four. Then you've got Tennessee at seven and four, Kentucky eight and five, Alabama is eight and six. Um, so yeah, you mentioned Georgia's. Nine and four, Kentucky's eight and five. So that is Georgia's ranked twenty second, I believe. So that you know that is a huge game. But you know, although they played, I mean, they played really well against Tennessee. So if they could play, you know, to that level, I think you're right. I mean, they're they they could be a tough team going up against anybody in the postseason if they're playing the way the way they're capable of playing. Yeah, they they have to shoot it well, and you know because they're and probably matchups are very important when they get in against those really long teams and they, they still have a hard time with, with, with athletic length. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, we want to talk about, we want to also hit on uh, something that has not happened before. The UK women's swim team won the SEC championship over the weekend. If you look on Twitter, there's a picture of them celebrating in the pool that uh, UK put out. And also the coach is in the pool with his clothes on. And also, if you look in the back there, you might see the familiar face of Mitch Barnhart, who's also in the pool with his clothes on. Uh yeah, quite an accomplishment for the UK swim team to win the SEC championship. That's a that's a big deal for them to to pull that off. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, swimming in the SEC is good. I mean, the SEC yes. is a strong is a strong swim conference, and, and 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 Kentucky had been building, you know, toward this. I think they'd been third in the SEC championships the last two years, but you know, to break through and you know have you know to to win the conference championship, I mean, that's a that's that's a that's a huge achievement. It's a big feather in the cap for the athletic department. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, and we, you know, uh, I know a lot of the fans and you and I have both been critical of Mitch Barnhart from time to time. Uh, but you have to give Mitch a lot of credit for the overall sports program that he has built here. They have been pretty, com- they have been competitive in just about every sport. And that is a big step forward for swimming because swimming is one of the sports where it took him a little longer to get to that point. But, as you mentioned, it's just so competitive in the the SEC, both men's and swimming, uh, men's and women's swimming is just so competitive. I mean, you have every year or every four years with the Olympics, you know, and they talk about the Olympic team and swimming and it's, you know, at least a few of those on the team, if not more, you know, come from SEC schools. Yeah, it's uh, to, to, to win the swimming championship in the Southeastern Conference is a, I mean, it's a big deal. And, you know, Kentucky, you know, has been building toward this. And you're right. I mean, you know, whatever criticisms people have of Mitch Barnhart, he has built a legitimate SEC level comprehensive athletic department. And they're, they're good in a whole lot of things. I mean, they're ranked third in the country in women's swimming or third in the country in volleyball. I mean, they're right there. They've, they've, they've got a chance to do some things. Yeah. Now in volleyball will be something we'll be paying close attention to moving forward. Uh, because yeah, they're undefeated and ranked third. I think this may be Craig Skinner's best team. He's had some really good teams in the past. They haven't quite been able to get over that hump in the NCAA tournament, but this could be that year because, uh, as you mentioned, they're right up there in the top three, four, five um, uh, teams. They're undefeated. Of course, volleyball did it uh, because of COVID a little differently. They played eight matches in, or I think it was eight, uh, maybe more than that. I uh, can't remember off the top of my head in uh, in the fall and then come around, play the rest of the schedule in the spring. So they've got a few more matches to go. So uh, uh, be sure and pay attention to the UK volleyball team as well. Uh, well, Mark, well, this week, no game this week. Texas A&M has been postponed or canceled. I'm guessing that game will end up being canceled. And then, but we do have Florida on Saturday. Anything else we need to pay attention to this week? Um, well, that Western uh, game will be interesting. Yeah. That Western Houston game is, that's a huge game. It's, I'm, I understand. I, I give Houston credit for taking that on because yeah. I don't know that Houston has all that much to gain out of that, but right. for Western, that's a humongous opportunity. And the other thing I, I'm going to be really interested to see uh, how Louisville bounces back. And then as we, we mentioned, the Kentucky Georgia women's game is a huge game Thursday night. Yeah. So uh, there's just because Kentucky doesn't have a game uh, this week until Saturday, there's plenty of other games uh, going on this week as we come wind down to the end of the regular season and get ready for the postseason. Uh, We'll be sure and follow Mark on Twitter at Mark C Story and and be sure and read uh, all his 
coverage and columns on Kentucky.com and in the print edition of the Herald Leader. And as always, Mark, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for spending part of your birthday with me, John. <laughs> well, that's the, the best part of my birthday. <laughs> thanks, Mark. I appreciate it. Okay, that'll do it for this edition of the John Clay Podcast. My thanks, as always, to Mark Story. Be sure and follow Mark on Twitter at Mark C. Story. Read all of his columns and coverage on Kentucky.com and in the prediction of the Herald Leader. Remember, you can get a sports-only digital subscription to Kentucky.com. You get all of our U.K. football, U.K. basketball, U.K. recruiting, high school coverage. You get Mark's columns. You get my columns. $30 for the first year. It's called the Sports Pass subscription. Go to my Twitter feed. Follow me on Twitter at John Clay IV. You'll notice at the top there, I have a pinned tweet telling you all about the Sports Pass digital subscription. Click on that tweet. It'll take you right to where you can sign up. It's $30 for the first year. We appreciate everybody who supports our work at the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. Thank you so much for doing that. We appreciate everybody who listens to these podcasts. Uh, Do us a favor. Subscribe. Uh, Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Tuned In, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio Podcasts. We really appreciate everybody who supports the podcast. Like I said, you can follow me on Twitter at John Clay IV. You can send me an email, jclay at herald-leader.com. No basketball game this week until Saturday when Kentucky plays Florida, but I'm sure there'll be plenty of other things, as Mark and I talked about uh, this week, that we'll be covering, so be sure and check out check out all of our coverage on kentucky.com thanks again for listening we'll be talking to you again soon